I now I, I get nervous saying this around a Sydney football club, but almost like King Kong, actually on top of the on top of the New York Empire State Building, swatting away. Jacob, Jamie Wallace, we're back again. How you going, buddy? Round eight, and oh, what are you now? Round eight? Round eight, can you believe? I don't know. I'm, de- I'm delusional. I'm delusional. I'm delusional. Footy's, footy's wearing me down already. Oh, I'm done, mate. I'm done. It's an emotional roller coaster, oh. and it's one ride I want to get off right now. <laughs> After the wow. weekend. Mate, what a, what a belter of a weekend. It was a, tip, it was a tipster's paradise. Very, very easy tipping round, but so many stories to come out of it, which we're going to go over very, very shortly. Once again, yep. we're back here, Lace Out Podcast, with your host, Christopher J. Pepper, the 377-game superstar for the East Keeler Football Club. And once again, the co-host with the most, Jamie J. Dog Wallace. We're back to celebrate the big game of Australian rules football another week. And we would normally say in the books, but tell you what, they were handing out fines left, right and centre, which we're going to cover very, very shortly. Lots of news to come. You're looking after the fry pan this week, it looks like. And somebody who has been sitting on the edge of the kitchen, I would say, for quite a number of weeks has finally taken his seat nice and squarely in the cast iron. Uh, A couple of listener questions. We'll go through the tipping results. We'll find out what's what's caught our eye, what's hot and not. Usually, Mm -hmm. More importantly, Jamie Wallace, let's kick it off with the news, starting with Mr. G. Ablett. Correct. Now, Chris, are you familiar with Simpsons? Yes, I am familiar with the Simpsons. Do you know what? I just look, I'm gonna read the news, but I'm just I'm just gonna be sick of talking about this subject because what I'm gonna say right now is a reference back to the Simpsons. There is a particular scene by Sideshow Bob where he steps forward and gets smacked in the face by a rake. Yep. And then he takes another step and smacked in the face by a rake. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm there again. I feel like I'm there. Here we are, another week, talking about Gary Ablett and his shit-ass technique of putting a bump on. Uh, well, I reckon it's not even Gary Ablett anymore. I would even go as far to say... I would even go as far to say it's anybody who has a single digit on their back who is a superstar of the game. Immunity. It's like they've got, it's like they've got the immunity idol on Survivor yep. and they've got that around their neck. And every time Michael Christian goes up, bang, immunity idol, nothing. If you're, an, if you're a Frank, let's just say, I'll put it this way. If you're Rolls Royce, mate, you get priority access. If you're a Toyota Yaris, too bad, too sad. We're going to smack you. I feel sorry for Sam Durden. He was the only one out of the three which did something pretty much by the book and because of accidental contact to the head, he cops a week. Yeah, but there's no, there's, no, there's no intention though. And once again, that no intention only applies to the absolute superstars of the league. But how many weeks have we spoken about this for? Like, I know. Really, listeners, go back over the last eight weeks so far, including this and the previous eight, have a look at what we've spoken about. And this has come up week after week after week. Um, it's, you know, my wife, when she gets together with her, her school friends, we have, you know, me and one of her husband's, sorry, one of my wife's husband's, one of my wife's friend's <laughs> husband. We hey, would say, you got, something, you, got, you got something to talk about? Oh, no, no, we'll forget about that. But what we say is we, we, call, <laughs> we call them the broken record club 
because every time they get together, they just talk about the same stuff over and over and over again. And I feel this is a topic that's come up over and over and over again. Fife's thrown an elbow. He's got off. Ablett, two weeks in a row, like you thought he would have learnt your lesson after last week. He gets mm. off. And I actually think the one that this week was a lot worse than last week. Last week's one yep. was bad. This one, this was almost a, almost a lunging type of motion. And he gets another. And yeah, you're right. There is, there is a superstar clause. And it's yep. not right. It's not right. And especially he's playing some good football at the moment, G. Ablett. Yes. And you start to yep. think, well, because he might be in Brownlow medal contention, are they going to be a bit lighter on him? Yeah. It's, but it shits me. Not, it absolutely oh. shits me that that players can get off just because they've got a name. Franklin got off and played in the grand final and shouldn't have done it. Fife has this has, has done has has had a couple of incidents. I can't speak anymore. Fife has had a couple of incidents now where he's got off. Gary Ellis gone back to back two weeks in a row, and once again, you know, last week was a big hoo ha. Michael Christian gave him one week. This week, you know. We see nothing. We see nothing. We see nothing. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. Calm down, Sergeant Schultz. I'm yeah, just exactly angry. right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not as peeved as you. I'm just, you know, I'd be angry if it was a shock, but it's not a shock anymore. The whole mm. match review this year, some of the decisions that have come out of it, it just makes your eyes roll. Yeah. And I but know young players like Durden is getting hung out to dry for doing a textbook hip and shoulder. And just because he accidentally hit his head, don't know. I think that was a result from last year. Remember when Ryan Burton cleaned up, oh, I can't remember his name, and there was a concussion that came out of that. Yeah. That's, yep. that's been the result. For once, a rule was changed not because of Lindsay Thomas, but by some. <laughs> and that, that's what's caused it all. So this accidental mm. contact, and it. It really gripes me because it is, a, it is a contact sport and things are going to happen. Once again, yeah. what was his intent? That's, that's what they should be going down by. What was his intent? Accidents are going to happen. But an elbow being thrown like that twice by two you know, Brownlow medalists, it's just, mm. you can't escape. The, you know, they talk about the look of the game. What was worse to look at? Yeah. Once again, it, it hasn't passed the sniff test. No, not past the sniff test. And there's a lot of people I know I've spoken at work. I've spoken to the guys. The, the, the thing being going around today was uh, Titus O'Reilly threw a tweet out to congratulate Gary Ablett on being the first ever person to get goal of the week and elbow of the week in the same round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah. And the AFL is, is, is it's corrupt, isn't it? I don't think the AFL is corrupt, but what I would say is, is that at the moment, and I think this year especially, there's been a lot of decisions being made that don't make a lot of sense. And it's peeving off a lot of people. And I think, mm. you know, when it's been the umpiring over the last number of weeks, and we're going to get into one circumstance in a moment with our next topic. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it's just, been, it's just been building up, building up, building up. And I, and I believe where a lot of people are getting frustrated is, is that you can see errors being made yet there's uh-huh. no admittance to those errors by the AFL. Now, it's, why can't yeah. you just come out and say, we've made a mistake here? That's mm. all we want. We, you know, they, they, they're so full on this transparency model. Yeah. There's no transparency with the public. And, you know, if it, if it smells like it, it looks like it, and the texture of it is a bit like that, it's pretty much going to be a pile of dung. Yet they're yeah. saying it's, you know, fairy floss. 
And we're yeah. like, hold on, this doesn't make any sense. So I think the the credibility, it's you can't just keep sweeping it under the table because a lot of people are just going to go, you know what? I'm not going to sit at the table anymore. What's the point? Yeah. And what does that say yeah. for players? Like if the players can't even figure out what they can and cannot do, I know they say, oh, you know, if you leave with the elbow, understandably. But we've had a couple of circumstances in the last week where they've gone, bang with an elbow and nothing's happened. So yeah. if I was a player, I'd be going in with my elbow, but making sure I don't hurt them. <laughs> Just clip them what else do you? <laughs> what do you need to do? Like Ablett left the ground with an elbow to the face twice in a row now, two weeks in a row. And to get off scot free is, it's um, it's a it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. And I think what another bad look is is Gary Ablett's hairline. And I think what they're trying to do is save as much money for him so he can go over to Yeah Yeah with Warney and um, <laughs> get a new a new rug on the bonds. Simple as that. What do you reckon? Is he reckon he'd be a um? Is he like a hair replacement sort of strand by strand stuff? Or is he just one of those like wigs where you cut, yeah, where you where you glue and cut. Look, I've got a feeling whatever's the cheapest option, he would go with. I reckon he'd be a bit of a miser, to be honest. Hey, Jordan Lewis had a bit of work done, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, but he looks good. He, how, I was looking how at good is, he How good is his yeah, yeah, look at a Melbourne jumper? <laughs> oh, the other day, he was on one of the one of the footy shows on a Saturday. Maybe it's a Friday or a Saturday night one. Yep. He had the Poindexter glasses on. He had his new hair. That guy is just such a, such, such a punts. He's such a he's such a weird cat. Been a great servant of the game. Leave him alone. Hey, so moving on from <laughs> Gary Ablett, that's one yeah. thing that freaked out a lot of people for the, the badness of what occurred and, and and couldn't make a decision that made sense after the game. What about a decision that was made virtually at the end of the game, which has made not even worse sense for everyone yeah. involved, and it's potentially sure. cost uh, a team. Four points. So if we haven't buried the lead enough on this one here, uh, on Friday night between Essendon and Sydney, Dana Rampey decided to climb, actually physically climb the post when uh, David Myers was taking a kick for a goal. Um, I suppose this is this has caused a bit of controversy because of a couple of things. There is an actual AFL rule, and it's seventeen point eleven. It states a free kick shall be awarded against a player or official who intentionally shakes a goal or behind post. That's either before or after the player has disposed of the football. The rule adds that the player who is about to or has kicked the goal shall take the free kick at the centre of the goal line, top of the goal square. So basically. he. Top of the goal square. So he's basically, he's broken the rule. He's broken the rule, yeah? He has smashed the rule. <laughs> he, he hasn't just smacked the rule. He's gone, um, he's gone Babe Ruth on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost like, you know, I now I, I get nervous saying this around a Sydney football club. But almost like King Kong, actually on top of the on top of the New York Empire State Building, swatting away. It was poo. It I was hilarious. Know, I must admit, it was funny. I was watching the. End. I didn't watch much of that game, and I watched the end. Yeah, and I flicked it when there was only thirty seconds to go, and I thought, well, the game's over. Yeah. Little did I know the next night, being the Saturday night, that thirty seconds in football is a long time in football. <laughs> and then I turned it back and there's all this hoo-ha and they're going through rules. I'm like, what's going on? And, I was, and then I saw the replay and straight away I didn't go, is, that's, you can't do that. I know you can't bump the post or whatever, but 
well, that's kind of stupid. I, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. But then what happened is, is there is, from all reports, one of the field umpires has come up and said, look, don't do that, you, you silly. Yeah. So he's already been told about it. Mm-hmm. Yet no free kick was given when there should have been a free kick given. It, ha- it has <laughs> cost. Now, to win a game like that, I don't care what anyone says. If yeah. you're Essendon, you'd take that win. And John, yeah. and John Longmire, I'm putting Dean Rampey, would have been straight to Centrelink the next morning. He, he could have been, look, I do not want to play anymore because of, if he, that would have been the strangest way to cost a team a game. There's been yeah. a lot of crazy losses. But that would have been, to think that you would have lost a, a um, oh, how many games have you lost? Oh, we've lost a few. Oh, what was the worst weird way? Oh, climbed a goalpost. <laughs> I've climbed a goalpost and cost my team four points. Oh, by the way, it was after the siren, which we'd already won from a guy that was 60 oh, metres yeah. out. He wasn't going to kick it. And I don't understand why he didn't go a Billy Thorpe anyway. Because why would you, yeah. go, why would you go a drop punt from 60? I, I agree. Do that. Not many people do it. And it's, and, and it's a free shot. So he might as well just take a crack at oh, it. Yeah. When you're that far out, there's only one way you've got to go. And you've got to go to Barrel Town. Yeah. You've got to launch that puppy. Um, yeah. Look, I don't think it mattered, but I think just it, it should it should have been paid. In the spirit of the game, I'm, I'm, but that's another thing. Then Thingo comes out, once again, good old AFL, good old Jill McLaughlin. Jill McLaughlin, <laughs> Jill McLaughlin comes out and says, oh, it wouldn't have been in the spirit of the game. Well, what a crock of shit. Then why have a rule for it? Don't have a rule for it. Exactly. Don't have a rule for it. Yeah. So you've got to do it. By, and they want these umpires to go full time. How many times have you seen that? And how many people on the night would have known that's a free kick? I don't know. I just think the AFL don't need to resolve it. They just need to pay it next time it happens. Simple as that. One of the classics is, I was reading this today, and it it sort of puts a lot of things in perspective where they said you can elbow a guy in the head, nothing happens. You can throw a forearm to a player's head, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You take, uh, you get in, you you get in the way of someone running next to you, and it can cost your team a hundred meters and potentially a game. Yeah, it, nothing is nothing is aligned at the moment. There's there's so much frustration going on at the moment. I, I don't know whether it's a, one of the catalysts for this increase in, I don't know, violence at the moment. That that's suddenly got a lot bigger this year. There seems to be a lot more reports of violence in the crowd. I think it's been maybe the third or fourth so far this year. What happened on the yeah. week? Out in Collingwood had some, uh, the Melbourne Hawthorne game. There was another one, another couple of previous weeks. I don't know whether this just pent up frustration is now flowing over. You got punched mm. a couple of weeks ago as well too. I don't know if many people heard uh, the podcast when you went to the Collingwood <laughs> LA game, but you got hit in the stomach. By my uncle. Yeah, but probably deserved it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think there's so much frustration. Mind you, that's no excuse. Like, if you're punching onto the footy, piss off. We don't want you there. Like, yeah. yell, cheer, scream, boo, do whatever you want to do, but don't lay your hands on somebody else because your team's lost. Like, that's that's kind of pathetic. I hope you don't turn up again. Hey, what 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 was Nathan Jones doing punching on with that Hawthorne guy? Huh? What do you mean? What was Nathan Jones doing punching onto that Hawthorne guy? Did you oh. see the, have you seen the footage of that? Oh, sorry, the one from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he was just racking yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, he was just, 
I was just getting some early touch for the week after. I, I, I yeah. genuinely, when I first looked at it, I actually thought Nathan Jones had climbed into the crowd and started whacking into a bloke. It, it looked a spitting image from behind him. Look, I, I did know one thing, though. That was definitely not someone from the MCC. No. No. No, no definitely not. Uh, but one thing other than Dean Rampey, can you believe he's yeah. been given $10,000 fine? 5000 suspended, though. It's a $10,000 fine, 5000 suspended. Yeah. Champagne showers. It's still ten grand in my eyes for saying that he is that enough. Is that enough? Oh, it's, mate, you shouldn't have got a thing. Really? What? what what's? What's? What's he been fined for? Like really? Uh, for the umpire? For the umpire's mistake? It's it's. He got, he got fined five. Just, yeah. Once again, where does all this money go to that they get fined? I don't it's know. No, no, yeah, it's no transparency. End of season trip. <laughs> Propping up North Melbourne's uh, bill for playing at Eddie Head or what's it called now, Marvel Stadium. Oh, no, the AFL own Marvel, so they don't have to worry about that as much anymore. Oh, that's true. That's true. Sorry, I keep forgetting about that. It's just propping themselves up, full stop. Um, it's, it's, I don't understand. And then, have to, and then, like when I spoke to Ricky Nixon a couple of weeks ago, he yeah. said the same thing is, I'm sick of these people just having to come out and address it. I'm sorry, I'm this, I'm that. Just don't talk about it and it won't, people will forget about it. It's, it's, it's bullshit. I, I knew there'd be an apology come out and it's just so fake. And you listen to what yeah. he said. He, well, he was almost taking the piss. Yeah. You know, I called him a girl, but I respect girls and all this sort of stuff. I knew what he meant by that, but it was like, you're saying... It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, what he said, it'd be an honour to be called a girl these days. Called a girl. No, it's just, it's just poo, mate. It's just poo. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can smack a bloke in the head, get nothing, call an umpire something, 10 grand... It was umpire appreciation week, Chris. Oh, yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> Appreciating how bad um, they've been this year. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, next one is Sean Grigg has finally retired after 42 games for Carlton and 171 for Richmond. He has been battling with knee and hip injuries all for the 2019 season, which has prevented him from being on the field. Um, so to see him go because he was super important during that 2017 run. Um, he basically was the backup ruckman for Nan Curvis. He was a midfielder. He was sort of the third, third or fourth string midfielder. Plus, he also played that lockdown slash utility role. So he's a huge out. He's a huge out, and considering that Nan Curvis has gone down for quite a number of weeks as well, uh, yep. they don't they don't have a backup for the backup. Yep. So is Solo going to have to be the backup <laughs> ruckman? I'm not too yep. sure. So, so the reason why, and I think we will do an episode on this peps maybe a little bit more in depth and we're more across it, but this mid-season trade, I, I don't think I fully understand the rules and how it's going to work, but he's retired now just so he can free up a spot on Richmond's list. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But I, think, so, I think we need to probably go away and look at the mid-season draft more and have a look at how it actually all works. Yeah, and I think, look, that's one of the things that's, uh, it seems to be getting a lot more talk. And I think a lot of people, when they first started talking about it, it was like, "That's going to be a bad idea." But I like mm. the way I like the way that they've they've addressed it this year. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I must admit we've copped an absolute smacking uh, with injuries this year. Being a Melbourne supporter, Richmond have copped it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Teams have had quite a fair bit uh, yeah. in terms of that. So it is going to be. Um, 
It is going to be interesting. So just to give you a bit of a heads up, it's for the first time since 1993 there will be a mid-season draft. And this is going to occur after round 10 of the 2019 AFL season, so in two weeks' time on May 27th. Now, the draft will only be open to clubs with inactive players on their list and vacancies available, such as long-term injuries or retirements. Players recruited during the mid-season draft will earn a contract for the remainder of the season, though they will have the option of negotiating terms for an extension at any part throughout the year. So if you're able to pick up a bit of a gem from the, the waffle, the sandful, the quaffle, the, uh, the kneeful, wherever it might be, VFL, etc., you, you can negotiate for them to stay on. And as you can see, like who would have thought ago two years ago that some bloke being picked out of the waffle uh, potentially could be one of the highest paid players two years later, which is Tim Kelly. Yeah. 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 I think the way the game is going, mature age players, they don't have to worry about... Uh, uh, Marty Hall for the Demons is a perfect example. He's come mm-hmm. in and has done an admirable job as well too. I think Sam Collins for Gold Coast as well. I think that's his name. Yep. Same sort of thing. He's just slotted in nicely. So yeah, getting these, these older people in is going to make a massive difference. And, I, and I'm really happy to see it. Yeah. And I suppose uh, the last time in 93 as it was done... We saw some players by the name of Dale Kickett, Damian Burke, and Andrew Krakow uh, come in yep. to the system via the mid-season draft in 93. So I'm, it does I'm have really merit. But yeah, I'm excited by it, to be honest. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. How does it work, though? So, for example, I don't know if you know the answer. So, sorry to put you on the spot here. Sure. But you know how we have lists of 40 players? Yep. Can they get... Can that be... like If you have a player, for example, Port Adelaide has got Charlie Dixon. Um, return date is is unknown. Okay. Could we replace him, or does it have to be out for the rest of the season to replace him? No, he has to be uh, placed on the long term injury list. I think. So that, that's that that's like eight weeks something anyway. Yeah, it's I think it's a minimum of eight to ten weeks on that, which is pretty much you could put most of Melbourne's list. If you, look, I'll put it this way: if your um, fitness guy is Dave Misson, you're going to be like I said, the of his book is going to be four to six. You're going to be a lot longer than that. Um, yeah, so, so theoretically, the clubs are able to draft any footballers who have already been on an AFL list or have nominated mm. for the 2018 NAB AFL draft. Any player yep. listed at the end of 2018 cannot be reselected by the club that they listed them unless okay. they nominated for last year's uh, NAB AFL drafts. Okay. Right. So it, it, stops, it yep. stops some loopholes. Yep. yep. And then, which I didn't realize, is there's actually going to be a five day window for players to nominate for the mid season rookie draft from April 29 okay. to May the 3rd as well, which is already passed. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It's going to give people an opportunity who never thought they'd get one uh, to have a crack at it. So, you know. But if you, if, if you, if you were a team at the top, though, say, so for example, a, a Geelong or a Collingwood or an Adelaide, those, those two teams, those three teams are flying at the moment. Yep. Why would you get involved for? What's 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 in it for you to get involved? Top up. But wait, but you're already top of the ladder. Like, what's what, what? What are you missing? Okay, so as so, let's just have a look at an example. So, if we have a look at an example here at the moment, looking at 2019, we've got. Let me just pick out a couple of them. All right. So, who's at the top of the ladder at the moment? Here we go. Geelong. All right. Geelong. So Geelong don't have anyone at the moment on the long-term injury list, I don't believe. So they're mm-hmm. irrelevant. Now, have a look at Collingwood, Lyndon Dunn. Now, yep. Lyndon Dunn's done his He's not going to be back all year. Mm-hmm. You need someone to slot in. 
and take yep. his position. So if they're lacking a, a Rackman or a key back or whatever, they may yep. not play, but they're giving them a short-term contract to be able to look. If something happens, we've, we've got something there. Uh, another okay. example is Adelaide. Tom Doty, he's done his knee as well. So yep. giving clubs an, almost an opportunity. It's a free hit because you're bringing in someone who's he's going to take a couple of weeks to probably get into the swing of things. But yep. it's almost a bit of that Forrest Gump. You don't know what you're going to get, but you do know that they're probably going to be tracking all right because they've, they've got some form leading into this part of the year. It's not like kids coming from an under-18 comp. They've, they've, so could you nominate yourself to go into the draft? No, because I didn't... Um, uh, for me, my personally, or yeah. you? No, we have to have nominated ourselves for the 2018 NAB draft. So it could be for those, like, those players or those mature age players, as you were saying before, yep. who may have missed a spot, but who are currently playing on a, on a, on a, on a VFL or a Sandfall or a Waffle list. Yep. yep. Right, okay. All right. Yep. So there's... Um, there's, I, thought, I don't think there's much incentive though for the top teams to get involved, but for the bottom teams, I think for sure. Well, not really because the, at the moment there's 16 slots that have been set up, it looks like. So you have a look okay. at Richmond. So Richmond uh, potentially got two because Sean Grigg is gone yep. and also Rancy's done his knee. Now, if they think, mm-hmm. okay, we need a backman or we're, we're a bit slim as a, uh, a midfield. So a Rackman would be a perfect option for these guys. They could just pick up yep. a Rackman for the rest of the year. They've got nothing to lose, really. Mm, mm. Um, who else have we got here? You know, uh, North Melbourne with Ed Vickers Willis. He's out. Tom Bug retired yep. from Carlton, and I can probably understand why because it's Carlton. <laughs> um, Liam, you know, Liam Pickham retired from the Dogs, which was a shame. Yeah. Okay, so they were able to do something with that. So there's plenty of incentive. Hey, hey, just, just got a quick one. Yeah. Does that mean that Melbourne get a crack at it because Sam May has turned in has has come back as a as a sloth? Ah uh, no no that's that's ah uh, uh, no. uh, that's not not correct no that's okay but it's okay because he was he was wearing you know when Homer wore, wore one of those moo-moos on the yep. Simpsons yeah rumor was that Sam May was made Stephen May sorry was wearing one of those apparently it was made out of the um, tarps from Port Adelaide. Hey, 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 tell you what, those tarps are going to come back out soon by... Reckon? By the... Cra- oh, yeah. They are very unhappy Port Adelaide supporters at the moment. So do you reckon, you reckon um, Port Adelaide, you know, because you you want the Heritage Jumper, maybe you should get the Heritage Tarps? Well, we are the first Magpies AFR football team, so I think it only makes sense to we have the Magpie colours, don't you think? Uh, nah, nah. Sorry, mate. When you when you, you come into the big boy league, you've got to wear the colours that are given to you. But, oh, look, I don't, hey, see, robbed. I don't, I don't see an issue with it. Like, come on. There's only one Magpie. Anyway. Let's move so, on. I think talking let's about move that. on. I, um, now, Carlton have sold their future. Uh-huh, I have. So last year they um, sensationally traded away their future uh, first two picks to Adelaide, the 2018 draft. Okay. So Carlton are currently sitting 18th and the Crows are fourth. So theoretically what happened was Carlton got to pick 19 of last year's draft. Mm-hmm. Carlton went to Adelaide and said, Hey, why don't we do this? We'll swap you this year's draft pick mm-hmm. for where, for our first draft pick next year. Mm-hmm. So wherever we finish, you get that draft pick. And Adelaide yeah. have gone, why not? So they got Stocker, who looks like he's going to be a bit of an okay player for them, which is good. Yeah. Um, Carlton were hoping they were going to be further up the ladder. Adelaide were thinking, well, we don't know where we're going to be. We'll see what happens. Based on the way things are going at the moment, um, Adelaide are going to pick up the first draft pick. 
in the mm-hmm. draft. And Carlton Cooked sitting 18th, Crows are fourth. Um, was it a stupid? What do you think? Move? Was it a stupid move? I don't well, know. What do you think? Well, in you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty vision. You'd say yes, but at the time, who knows where they're going to go? Um, Correct. You know, the it's worst thing, looking you know, like a dumb move, though, isn't it? it? It looks like a dumb move. I don't know what they were thinking. I know they were they had a bit of a hard on for for Stocker, and that's why they wanted them. Yeah, I don't think that. Steve Silvani has stuffed them up because I think there's a lot of good in that. Mate, they, they took Carl, they took Collingwood, which no one thought they were even going to get close. They took them to the last 10 minutes of the game. And there were a couple of, there were a few dodgy decisions that went Collingwood's way in that last 10 minutes. That saying though, Carlton are, not, Carlton are far from the worst team. They might, have the, they might be sitting 18th, but they're far from the worst team in the league. Yeah, uh, they're far, they're far from it. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. But at the moment, though, if you look at just the the, the, the cold hard facts of, of the day, they've only won one 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 game. Oh yeah, wholeheartedly. That that's all they've won. Should they yeah. deserve to win more? I don't know. Mind you, though, funny enough, it was you know Wayne Carey said the other night that Hawthorne are the most boring team to watch at the moment. I probably mm. would watch a Carlton game before a Hawthorne game. Oh yeah, I'd watch. Hmm. There's probably, do you know, actually, I'm glad it was up because I, I didn't have it in our, in our show notes, but holy shit, the football is boring at the moment. Oh, Coaches shit. are killing it. Coaches are killing it. Yeah, it, has, it hasn't been a great, great few weeks. Look, when the footy, 60, when you, 60 points, 60 points is sort of what the average score is across the AFL at the moment. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at the moment at all. No, not at all. And it's, and it's really it's really disconcerting because people want to go and watch, like I said to you the other week, what would you rather have, a high-scoring blowout or a low-scoring, you know, close game? I'll take a, I'll take a high-scoring blowout any day of the week because at least there's action happening. At the moment, yep. there's nothing at all. It's tough yep. to watch. It really you know, is. And, 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 and I, love, I love seeing blowouts because, you know, as they're kicking away... You know, it's just getting closer. It's getting closer. And then any moment, you can start to do the old, and you may have heard it before, Pest, but they do the old 180. Are you talking about Melbourne? I love, I would never talk about Pest. You know, I have great respect for you, and I would never talk about Melbourne like that. <laughs> you would, I would never do that no, to you. you can That's say not it. what I do. You can't say it because it's been pretty, pretty average, I must admit. Um, but no, I, I actually don't mind a thing. I said my favorite period of football of all time in AFL is the early 2000s. Yep. Uh, look, and That's I, 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 um, oh, I can understand that. I've got, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. Yep. Um, all right. So I, I'm just this one here. So with Carlton, does the number one pick actually guarantee a star though? What are you, what are your thoughts on that one there? No. Mm. I think what it means is that you've got the potential to have a star. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get a star because I do think mm. the jump from TAC to AFL is quite, it is quite big. Yeah. I think for a midfielder, you're pretty safe. I think in most cases, if you get a midfielder, you're going to be pretty, pretty well looked after when it comes to finding somebody yeah. who's going to be able to Totally play. agree. Totally agree. Totally when you, agree. When you get peak key position, that's where it's going to take a little bit longer. And I think there's probably more 
chance of things not going right because these kids mm. have dominated junior football for or junior mm-hmm. PAC, et cetera, for so many years, but now they're playing mm. people who are not just their height, but have quite a bit more size. Yeah. Uh, and, have, and have worked on their craft a little bit, I know, a little bit more. They're going to get yep. out. I don't think there's been many first year key forwards that have really, I wouldn't say dominated, but really stood out in the last yeah. 20 years. The only one that I can think of, and not being biased, was I know Jesse Hogan in his first year kicked 40-odd. And yes. he, he was only 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has, no key forward coming into the league has done that since. And I don't think there has been one for quite a long time before that. Yeah. So if you've got a Sam Walsh, midfielders, you know, you, you, midfielders are a dime a dozen. Okay, that's why... If you look at games these days, most games are and Brownlows and awards, etc., are won by midfielders because there's just so many of them. Mm-hmm. But to get a gun keeper's position, I think that's when you, that's when you pay your recruiters and your development staff the big bucks. Yep, oh, really? yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, for, like I said, if we, if we looked at the, the number one draft picks over the last ten years, uh, I think that you'll, you'll find that there's been some that have really dominated, and there's been some that are just no, no idea. Yeah. Thought what are you yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think if you're, as you said, you're getting a midfield number one pick, you're probably going to get somewhere between a two fifty to three hundred gamer for your club. Yep. Um, but as you said, when you start, especially in the forwards, you've got to put some time into them because they're not going to come out and just be as I said, other than Jesse Hogan that year, you're not going to get a star that comes in for the first no. five, six years even. Yeah. Um, dominate. Okay, well, let's, so, let's, let's let's look at it from this perspective. Let's go from uh, let's go from two thousand. Let's go from two thousand. Okay, and so mm-hmm. we will say we'll just go simply yes or no. Have they been a gun, or are they are they? Would you say a gun, or do they deserve number one? Is that probably okay. the way we're going? Okay, so let's just go in order. Two thousand, Nick Rewalt. Gun, gun. Yep, Hodge. Luke Hodge. Gun. Yep. Brendan Goddard. Yep. Cooney. Yeah. No. Who? Adam Cooney, 2003. Mate, what um, a Brownlow. What a Brownlow. So you can't even no. say dud. I'm not going to dud in the middle. What is the middle between a dud and a, and a, and a gun? I'm, uh, I'm going to say a knock. Anyone, anyone who plays for Port Adelaide. Um, <laughs> knife. For me, it's easy knife. Okay. Brett Deludio. Gun. Mm, okay. Mark Murphy. Mid-range? Mid? No, he's a knife. Yeah, in the mid, yeah. Bryce Gibbs? He's a mid. Yeah. Cruiser? Mid. Yeah. Jack Watts? <laughs> Tom Scully? Gun. Gun. It's taken that, him a few years, but he's a gun now. Uh, yeah. He runs a lot. David Swallow? <laughs> oh. From a Gold, po- Gold Coast perspective, I would say he's a gun. He's been an absolute rock for that He's team. He's been fantastic so, yep. for them, yep. Uh, Jonathan Patton in 2011. He's been hit by... Un- undeveloped. He's been three knee recos. He's not travelling that well. Lucky Whitfield. No. Gun. Gun, absolute. This is going to be an interesting one. Tom Boyd. Ooh. I'd say definitely not. But No. Got, recru- got recruited to the Doggies and played probably the best month of football in his entire life and won a flag. Correct. 
Paddy McCartan, otherwise known as the Tommy Crawford Cup. Mm, Definitely not. not. No, Jacob Weering. Could be gone. Could be. I just think he's, yep. Andy McGrath. No, he's not a gun yet. Uh, not yet. Cam Rayner. He did win the he did win the riser though. Um, Wouldn't be hard. Cam, Cam Rayner. Yes, I like him. I like him. He's, I like him. He's good. He's good. And so far, Sam Walsh. Definitely in the moment. Definitely in the moment. Yeah. So it just goes to show that there's more chance of you getting uh, an above average player at that particular. You know, they they virtually pick themselves. Like if you're going mm-hmm. in the top ten. I've got a bit of an idea that you can play the game. I reckon... How the hell, how the hell did Jack Watts ever become a number one pick? That still is baffling. You know what? If you go and have a look at that year of football, yeah, it was either him or Nick Natanui. And I think... At that, yeah, yeah, to be number one. It was either one or the other. And if it was Nat, and if Melbourne had taken Natanui, they would have screwed his career up as well. At that particular time, whoever went to Melbourne in those particular days would have screwed it up. Yeah. Simple as that. Probably. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, I reckon, look, Adelaide is just sitting back, you know, snaps and claps at the moment, just looking back going, Carlton, don't win another game. And Carlton are going, we need to start winning something to move up the draft. We don't want to keep moving. Mm. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I agree. Exactly right. Um, now, I just want to, one thing that I wrote on the show notes, and it's the last bit of the news was, finally, it took eight weeks. But the whole purpose of the 666 Paid off beautifully. If you didn't get a chance to watch, if you haven't seen the last two minutes of the Gold Coast Melbourne game on the weekend, just just do it because you're going to see in the space of less than a minute, you're going to see two goals kicked and a point kick. And that was all because of 66. Simple as that. Because in the mm-hmm. olden days, as soon as Brisbane, uh, sorry, as soon as Gold Coast went in front, don't worry about getting the arc, mate, because you wouldn't have had a chance. Mm. The flood was coming in. The flood would have already been there. <laughs> With the forward line open and a gun rackman, it just shows to see what can happen. An amazing game to end. I, I, I said with 40 seconds, it's over, bugger it. Mind you, I had a bet with someone. I had to buy them coffee for a week. So I was fueling on multiple levels. And to see them, <laughs> see them kick the goal. And then the best point that you will ever see since Barry Breen's in the 66 grand final for the Saints it was very excited. It wasn't exactly a showcase game of football. Let's just put it that way. But it was no. good to see the games going down to the wire and teams winning it with one second to go. That, that is for once good job by the AFL. And the pepper house was happy. Uh, well, if anyone saw my video rant, I wasn't. I actually said we were quite <laughs> woeful because yeah, it's a win, but, you know, we've got West Coast in West Coast this week. Easy. <laughs> we don't have the last one to end it up. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be gold, mate. So, um, yeah, you could see one of my famous rants definitely at about halftime this week because it could be an absolute massacre. Also, uh, also, yep. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but I think there's a video you did... Uh, when you went and saw Endgame, was it on yes. Sunday? Yes. The so week Mother's before. Day and you went and see the Endgame. Now the week before. A oh, week before. Yeah, week before. Just a quick question. I know, I know it is Mother's Day on Sunday and all of that, but why, why were you wearing your, why were you wearing your, um, your mum's glasses for in that video? <laughs> what? 
What? Have you seen yourself on that video? Nah, nah. You're wearing your mum's glasses. Oh, was I? Oh, yeah. You, oh. you picked up the wrong. You picked up the wrong pair, and you headed out, headed out to the movies. Oh, that's okay. Well, she's I, should, got... I should have told. I should have told you earlier. Well, you know, the cataracts are starting to play up, and she doesn't have. She has quite a nice uh, turtle shell rim. And I thought I'd wear it. Just stick to the wafers, mate. Don't don't try and go fancy. Just stick to the wafers. Stick to the Ray Bans. Uh, don't worry, mate. I go to the super dries. Super dries can't go wrong. They look good. <laughs> they look good. All right. Um, it's time for the fry pan, and it looks like you're throwing somebody into the fry pan that a lot of people, in my eyes, would like to throw it in. So, let me just turn on the uh, turn on the the burners. Let's get this bad boy sizzling up. Before and, we do this. Oh, hold on. Yep, I've already started sizzling. Oh shit! Okay, that's um, all right. I try, I, try, I try the air fryer. I tried an air fryer on the weekend. Right. Oh yeah, how'd you go with the air fryer? Yeah, brilliant. Have you ever used one? No, I haven't used an air fryer. Get on it. All right. Well, okay. Let me. Are we done? We're done. Oh, Sorry, oh, no, I oh, know oh, this is not the this is not the uh, the, the keto the, the keto. Podcast. Let's get back <laughs> in a nice fatty fryer. And who are we throw it in this week, Jamie? This week it's Michael Christian. Sin. Sin. Sorry. Is it Michael Christian? I, yeah, I, I am sick of this. I'm sick of this guy. I'm completely sick of him. I'm sick of him coming on on a Monday or a Tuesday, coming to the press conference rounds where he's just waffling on absolute rubbish and trying to justify why he and his mates are backslapping each other on Saturday, Sunday, Friday, how to get these players off these stupid fines and how to get these players off stupid suspensions. I'm over it. Yeah. That's it for me, for my Christian. I'm, that's it, Christian. I'm just, I'm sick of these paper, paper thin excuses as to why these superstars are above the law. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've look, that was a bit of a Shirley Temple, mate. It was short, it was sweet, it was to the point. And I agree. I think a lot of people these days, it's funny. It's it's not that people are getting it's the people are getting off. I think that's pissing people off. But I think the excuses that they're getting. Uh, mm. You look and go. Are you watching the same video that I am? Yeah. The, the, we've already spoken at the Ablett one, so we're not going to go into that. The same thing. No, with five, yeah, the five one was the the elbow that's thrown, and, and basically with the five one, it said contact between that five and Tom Lynch in the fourth quarter of Sunday's match was assessed. The ball is loose on the wing. Lynch and Five approach the ball from opposite direction. Lynch taps the ball forward to a teammate. Five makes high contact to Lynch. In the view of the MRI, there was insufficient force to constitute a reportable offence. He's hit him with an elbow. That is <laughs> Straight in the face. But that's a, that there is, for the Ablett one, he said it was a view of the MRI that while it was an intentional striking action, there was insufficient force. So it's like, mate, the dude shot the gun at him, but he only grazed him, so we're just going to say, it's okay, champ. <laughs> All right? Do you know the one that, won, the one that even... I don't know if you saw this one, which was James Frawley and what he did to Jeremy Cameron, where he tried to make him, he tried to make him part of the LED scoreboards around the MCG. Oh, so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's pushed him into the he's pushed him into the the, the sign. Besides yeah. the fact he could have been electrocuted, um, <laughs> he got a two thousand dollar fine. Now you look yeah. at those three incidents. If you're looking at the look of the game, and then you have mm. a look at Sam Durden did, which was just a hip and shoulder. But because Gary Ginger Nuts Rowan copped a concussion from a incidental head knock, he cops a week. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. really just that's to me really disappointing. Yeah, 
Well, the fact that Sam Durden got down low, he braced, he hit him on the side, he, he did everything that the AFO wants you to do. He didn't come into hip and shoulder high. He didn't jump up at him. He didn't do anything like that. And just because the just because the heads clashed, I don't know. It's just it's just a week and it's crap. And I hate the excuses. Yeah, I think that, and I think that's a thing that a lot of people sitting back now. When you know the match review comes out, it's just like it's Chuck Lotto, mate. It's Chuck Lotto. Yep. It's like who's yep. gonna win? <laughs> Number four, Gary Ablett. You're not guilty. Yeah, yeah. Hey, pathetic. The so dream is still what, alive. Pardon? The dream is still alive. For Ablett, for Ablett to win his Brownlow. Ah, oh, I tell you what, aren't they? They're milking that, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You reckon? You reckon? Oh, Brucey baby, will we just be salivating under the <laughs> lectern? You remember that footage of him like belting home when Winks was coming home and he was like. <laughs> <clears throat> Mate, he'll be if um he'll be slapping that table to try and ride Gary home for number three. Oh, completely. Oh, jeez. Tell you what though, he mind you, for a thirty-five year old, if I was playing that type of footy at thirty-five, oh, I'd be I'd be pretty happy with myself at the moment. Talking about you were you were dominating across the half back line in your long sleeves. Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, oh, look, I was. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I was a gun. Yeah. Yeah, you were a gun. Misfired. You were a gun. What was it? Yeah, I was a gun. Misfired a lot. Um, you, you misfired. And how many, premiers, how many premierships did you win? Yeah, none, mate. <laughs> Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go back. What happened? Uh, no, I lost the, the last full-time game I lost. I was captain and we lost our grand final by a point. Hang on. You played You played almost 400 games. Yep. How have you never won a grand final? Oh, I just wasn't in the right place at the right time. Jesus. Lost four grand Lost four grand finals. Jesus. So, so Joel, Joel Selwood is like half your age. Yeah. And he's won a lot more than you, actually. Yep, he has. In, in, in fact, one would be a lot more than you. Uh, yes, it would be. I'd, I'd even take... The, I'd even take... Cam Mooney sat on a bench and played about four minutes in a grand final and became a premiership player. He's played, <laughs> he's played in more premierships than me. Oh, that still makes me yeah, laugh. It's disappointing, but, North to, but to all my uh, East Killer uh, brethren out there, we feel your pain, mate. But you know what? We're sitting, we're sitting four and zero at the moment, top of the uh, ladder in the Essendon District Football League. Just a casual win. Yeah, another twenty goal win on the weekends. You know, for all the yep. that are busting our chops over it, get stuffed. Um, why don't you just concentrate on the football? Uh, hey, uh, so who have you brought in this year for East Killer then? Oh, look, too many people to, to, to go through it. Like, this is not the East Killer podcast. Get on the get on EastKillerFC.com. We're playing West Meadows this week. Have a crack. Uh, it's going to be a, an absolute belter of a game. Get down. To, well, I'm going to bring Jamie to one of our home games. We're going to get Feral on the hill one day with all the boys. It's going to be awesome. Love it. Yep. Yeah, don't drive that day. You can crash at my joint. Um, Perfect. Now, uh, listen to questions. Uh, Listen to questions. You got one here from Josh. I do. So I got one from Phillips. Yep. I'm, 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 I'm just going to call, you know, Philaming Josh. I'm going to call yep. him now just Phillips. Yeah, go to Philaming Josh. Uh, okay. So this is a question actually posted last week, but I completely missed it. So that's my that's my fault. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll own this one. Unlike the AFL, I actually will come through and own one. All right. Go for it. So here's the question. So on a scale of one to Port Adelaide winning a flag, yep. how excited were you? being me, uh, about Chad Wingard getting an on-field dressing down by the Hawks. Buyer, beware. I said this about Chad Wingard. Hawthorne are now copying the Chad Wingard effect 
at the moment it's a bust deal. And uh, even though we've got a injured Ryan Burton now, um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it because he should have had this talk. He should have this talk done to him at Port Adelaide lots of times and no one ever had the balls to stand up to him and say it. And That's okay because they've got him for another three years after this one. Yes. So I loved it. And then the extension of that, when Ruffy was given that guy a talk on, in the VFL on the weekend, that oh, was mate, brilliant. That was awesome. Like, uh, if you haven't seen the footage, everyone, he's, play, he's been dropped. Mind you, he had five till three-quarter time, apparently, in um, the twos. And he, the guy he was playing <laughs> on, he was just telling him, you know, where to run, where to look for. And I was sitting there going, this, this guy's all class. Like, he's just... Complete. He, you know what? He, he's, he's old school. He's just mm-hmm. old school. And, mate, I'd love to have him at our club next year. It's as simple as that. If he can bring some of that culture into my club or any club, go for it. Because that, that's the type of person you want around uh, looking after your young kids. He was... Yeah, Could really, Ruffy nominate for the mid-season draft? No. Nah, he hasn't been delisted. Now that, now that he's playing VFL? Nah. No. Okay. No. So you can't do that sort of stuff. You can't, you can't change clubs mid-season. Because somebody said that about uh, Cyril Rioli. So was, could Cyril Rioli theoretically come back to Hawthorne? Yeah. The answer was no. That's a shame. No. I'd hate to see Ruffy end up his career in VFL. No, he won't. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, on a scale of one... It's good to see things like that. I really... Yeah. yeah, it's good to see things like that being done because other clubs are a little bit scared to do it and, you know, I was really happy to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So on a scale of one to Port Adelaide winning the flag, I'd say it's pretty close. But maybe Port Adelaide making the semi. That's how that's how that's how happy it made me to see Chad Wingard copping an on field bashing and then Chad Wingard throwing his arms out like it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Don't look at me, it wasn't my fault. Nah, mate. It's your fault. It was your fault. It was always your fault. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. Suck it up, Chad. Suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Yeah. Suck it up, Chad. The Chad. <laughs> Chuck hey, Chad. Hey, let's talk about something really important. The tipping, mm-hmm. lace out tipping comp. Whoa, whoa, whoa. LOP, lace out peps, moi, leading on 43. Fine wines on 41. Morton meets the eye on 40. And Justin, 39. It's, oh, I tell you what, it is, the, it is the second best tipping comp you'll ever find. Uh, the lace out. Completely. Completely. And, you know, if you've missed out from being part of it, too bad. Um, it's only, it's only going to get better, I must say. Um, hey, you know what? That's, um, that's, uh, we're almost at the, at the end. Just a couple of things. Uh, the, you know, the what's hot, what's not, what caught my eye sort of thing. Uh, looking at last week's game at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Friday night game, Sydney and Essendon. Essendon are just average. I think, they, I think yeah. they, they've, they've had a few sm- smoke and mirrors. Sydney have got a win. Wouldn't rate it too much, to be honest. Hey, great no. win by the doggies down there in Antarctica, otherwise known as Ballarat, against the Lions. They, they've started to get some form, the doggies, and it's really nice to see because they've had a couple of lean years since the premiership season, so they're starting to gather some momentum, which was really nice. Um, Correct. The Lions, uh, if, I think it was just hypothermia that got them in the end. It's so cold down there. Oh, it, as I would say, it's too it, cold. It's too cold. It's colder than a mother-in-law's kiss, definitely. <laughs> uh, Carlton Collingwood. We know what happened with that one. Carlton, a perfect example. They're a young. They're a team that just need to get the games into the guys. 
Yeah. They had that game. They just ran out of juice. And that was a game that Collingwood were expected to win. Yeah. They did what they had to do. Uh, but I think yeah. good to see Carlton pushing them all the way. Yep. Uh, Suns and Melbourne. Look, it was, a, it, was, it was a train wreck. It wasn't the greatest spectacle. It, it was almost like Bathurst. You watch the first 10 minutes, skip the old middle, come back for the last five. That's all yep. you need to see. Um, yes. St. Kilda pushed... West Coast to a certain degree, and then West Coast did their thing. Yep. Enjoy the flight back playing home against the D's this week. Um, in the in the showdown, you guys got pumped, 20 points. Good. Did that score flatter yourselves? Yeah, completely. I think we, we only scored three goals up until uh, three-quarter time. So, yeah, that, that I, I think this is sort of a game... We talk about rivalries. This this Port Adelaide Adelaide rivalry at the moment is just completely dead because there hasn't been Port Adelaide hasn't been competitive now for six years of these. So I think most Port fans are a bit over it. Yeah. So well, yeah, you're right. It was, it's, you did kick nine in the last quarter, but junk time. The queue was in the rack, mate. They, they yeah. were already thinking about next week. Correct. Um, North and uh, Geelong. The cats just are purring along. No pun intended yep. there. Uh, did what they had to do one once again, and now they did what they had to do, sort of game. Did what they had to do, yep, exactly right. And I, I thought they would slide this year. After the way they finished last year, I thought they would slide. They pick in two people. They've just yeah. made a number of changes, and it's they're just doing what they have to do. It's great. Uh, they would want to keep. They would want to keep Tim Kelly. Their, their midfield now needs Tim Kelly in it to work. Yeah, I don't know how they're going. I, I really don't know how they're going to be able to afford Dangerfield. Mm. Selwood, Ablett, and Kelly. I don't think yeah. that they can do that. I don't think they can. And you know what? If he goes, they'll probably get two first rounders for him anyway. If he keeps playing the way he is, for sure. If he keeps playing the way he is. Uh, look, I will say it was a surprise packet of the weekend. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Nope. Hawthorne over the GWS. At one stage, I was watching the game thinking, oh, yeah, GWS will come back at this because I saw the score. Yeah. And it was like 10 minutes to go in the last quarter. Yeah, they look. They just looked putrid. Nothing down forward. Cameron wasn't firing. Green wasn't doing anything. They were just raining them off their feet. At one stage, yeah. at one stage, they were witches' hats with numbers on them. Well, Hawthorne was just doing kick to kick. But, uh, at they, one stage, they 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 played them beautifully. They yeah, they did, and they and they did what exactly what they needed to do. So good on the Hawks because, geez, it would have been tough the week before losing to Melbourne. <laughs> no, the way that they did, and they've come out in yeah. GWS. GWS just can't win at the G. No. no, and they're back there in a couple of weeks' time playing uh, the D's. So we're looking forward to and that. And that's it for them. I think that's that's the only two games of the G they have this year until finals. If they, yeah, if they make it, yeah, oh, they'll make finals. They'll make. I think finals. so. They'll go deep. I think so. Yeah, I think they'll go deep. They've got too many players to come back to not go deep. And last but not least, which was you'd say it was a little bit of a surprise, depending on you know if you look at how many players they've had out. But Richmond uh, taking it over Fremantle and Freo, I, I actually tipped Freo to win that. I didn't think Richmond would, would travel, and with the number of injuries, but they were just able to find a little bit of spark. Castagna um, mm-hmm. came to play probably the game of his career. Yeah, kicking, kicking, kicking four, kicking an absolute blinder, mate. Good on this bloke. But you know, the, the usual sus- suspects: Alice, <laughs> uh, Alice, Hooley, Bolton, Caddy, Grimes. They they stood up and did what they needed to do. So, so it, it was, was it, it was it was almost like 
five minutes to go into uh, sorry, five minutes to go in, in the second quarter. So I shot Richmond not, just not Richmond just turned it on. Yeah. Richmond just turned on the game, was done. Yeah, I didn't I did not see that one coming at all the way the way nah. it panned out, I must admit. Um I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be a little bit more difficult from Richmond's perspective, but like I said, Shy Bolton's come out and played the game of his career. I thought I said um, Castagna, but I should have said Shy Bolton because he's he's done exactly what he needed to do, and you know, good on him. Good on him. Yep. So it was, um, you know, it was a pretty. It, from a tipping perspective, it was a pretty standard round. The last couple of rounds have been a little bit like that. I think we're going to be leading that into that this week as well, too. So, I have had uh, two absolute Barry Crockers. <laughs> I try. I, no, because 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 I tried to. I tried to pick a couple of like my roughies. But they haven't played up, and what it's done has actually now hurt me on the other side because you've now got a quite a big lead over me. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. You don't go rough yet, mate. You don't go rough. You've just got to. It's like the Melbourne Cup. You don't go Bolton now, my friend. You just got to jostle, keep yourself in the hunt. I'm not. I'm not a line and length player, though, Chris. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm the Davy Warner type. I'm the. I'm the. T- Oh, I'm, so I'm the yeah, we've got to celebrate the good with the bad. I get that. I feel your pain. I'm. I'm just. You know. I do what I have to do. I'm not there for. I'm not. Um. I'm, I'm just there to win. Super. Hey, you're a backman. You're a backman. You're a steady. You're steady. Yes. No, I'm everywhere. I was a utility. Uh, my nickname was Victoria. My nickname was Victoria Knox. <laughs> Actually, my nickname was Sally's, I must admit. Sorry. I cannot see your yeah. bloody stupid five foot ten frame running through the midfield at all in long sleeves. That would be the most ridiculous sight. <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd, it'd be like a giraffe running through. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but the giraffe wouldn't be cold. It's true, but you bloody your legs are too big for your body. <laughs> your post your posture's up the shit. Your hamstrings are shot. That would have just been the funniest look. Yeah, but I dominated. Anyway, um <laughs> so yeah. Hey, another great, another great week. Remember, um Facebook page, uh Lace Out Podcast on Facebook, Lace Out Podcast on Twitter. Um, email laceoutpodcast at gmail.com send us messages mm-hmm. questions interview tips whatever we love like I said you are the community out there we love doing this week in week out um, more importantly I've locked down another interview with uh, someone on the weekend I just have to mm-hmm. lock time but just to let you know that I will be interviewing shortly Mr. Tom Hunter, who at the moment is the Richmond VFL women's coach. Going to sit down and talk with him about the, the rise of women's football and, and all his career as well too, because uh, he was on a, an AFL list as a rookie and due to a, uh, an unfortunate incident during a game, had to retire due to a severe neck injury. And he's taken his uh, career on the field and just excelled off. So we've got a bit of a chat about that uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm looking forward to launching that one and I've got another one in the pipeline which is mm. uh, could be one of the biggest names that um, we've interviewed so far I thought Ricky Nixon was big this guy's um, just as conscious outspoken just outspoken as, he's very outspoken so stay tuned once I've locked that in I'll let you know who it is but um, we're done mate we're done another episode in the can hey uh, give us a like give us a review give us a share tell everybody about us um, the more people that love us we'll keep throwing these out so on behalf of myself Christopher Pepper the host with the most my co-host with the beanie and the tarp around his head Jamie Wallace once again 
Tell me, my friend, how do you like your football? Peps, I like it. Lace out. Oh, I know you do lace out. You love it just on the laces. Fantastic. <laughs> Go, Dees. Have a great week. Enjoy football. Go power. Hashtag suck Ken. Hashtag <laughs> 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 Oh, I love it. Have a great week. Or we'll see you this time next week. Take care.